Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Six minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. It's the Sean Show. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show, and the phone lines are open 210-599-5555. Well, we just heard the president speak about an hour ago. Uh, about this thing with Silicon Valley Bank, uh, and you know, if you're if you are a depositor, you're not going to lose any money. The insurance only uh, covers about two hundred fifty thousand dollars of the money that's in a bank, right? And uh, when you have a run on the bank, like we had on Friday, where a lot of people are pulling their money, you know, are these people going to lose their money? And he says, no, we have a special fund. You're not going to lose your money. Uh, the uh, the investors, the venture capitalists, uh, who are putting money into uh, uh, startup companies and things of that nature, well, they're we just heard the president say this that they're inherently taking a risk. So that's if they lose out, that's fine. But you're not going to lose your money if you're just some schmuck putting your money in a high end bank like, like like Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, it would be silly for me to go on the air after being here for over a decade and pretend to be something something like a financial expert, because I'm not, okay? My, my wife takes care of all the money in my house. I have a ATM card that I can use. And I know this won't shock James or, or Don, but when that money's out, I'm, 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 I don't have any money. So I, 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 she hides the money, she moves it around, which is wise of her to do, Okay. Because I'll go through it. I'm horrible with money. And uh, I'm not uh, a big financial brain, uh, certainly not. Uh, But I can sort of understand the nuts and bolts of what's been discussed since Friday. And my wife actually, again, worked in the banking industry for about seven or eight years with several different banks, local banks, regional banks. And uh, she was kind of walking me through a lot of this stuff because she was talking about it all weekend. She said, what's going to happen on Monday? Uh, you don't want because obviously you don't want people getting freaked out and they start pulling their money out of First Mark or or in the you know these other banks that we deal with here in town or the nationals like PNC like my mom's a PNC person and uh, uh, you know Bank of America and all that stuff. So uh, I I what what got me about the, when the president started talking and I, I I frankly didn't follow the news that closely on this over the weekend. Uh, my wife did. I didn't. So I'm watching the president, and I I was in here in the studio. I'm talking to Trey while he's speaking. I'm like, he's going to blame Trump at some point, and of course he did. Uh, well, if that evil Donald Trump hadn't rolled back all these uh, regulations on financial financial institutions, we wouldn't be in this situation. It's all Trump's fault. It's Trump's fault. Just like the thousand Venezuelans bum-rushing the border over the weekend. That's Donald Trump's fault, too. I don't know. I mean, I don't have a portfolio. I don't invest in the Dow Jones. Okay, I'm in radio, man. Uh, But I've been watching the Dow watch on the corner of the screen there in Fox. When President Biden was speaking and... Trey and I were watching this, and after he finished up, it, it was uh, the Dow. The Dow was down about sixty-seven percent. Uh, then it rebounded till about two percent. Now it's at around forty-two percent. So I don't know. I hope people don't freak out and uh, and and start uh, pulling their money out. That would be the worst thing possible. But as Carl Eggers uh, pointed out, we spoke to Carl twice. Uh, 
financial uh, consultant, financial advisor, guy that knows this stuff very, very freaking well. And uh, the part of it that I found interesting is he pointed out that, uh, uh, well, ultimately, even though you're hearing a lot of stuff about taxpayer money will not be used, at some point taxpayer money will be used, whether it's actual taxpayer money that the government has or they've just renamed or uh, we're we're paying it with inflation and we're paying a, a, a higher price for goods and services. So at some point it will be your money. I don't know to what extent this is besetting your mind or or, or playing on you right now. Uh, I saw an article on Breitbart over the weekend uh, where a venture capitalist was saying, if you are a venture capitalist, you should be scared blankless right now. Uh, I, you know, again, uh, the politics of it is kind of where I focus. And uh, I, I one thing I'll say, in, in probably you've known somebody in your life like this, who continuously blames other people for their issues. I've been that person on occasion. Uh, and when somebody like the president is blaming uh, uh, Donald Trump for what happened at Silicon Valley Bank, it doesn't exactly instill confidence in people. Because somebody who goes about the business of blaming other people for their crap all the time is somebody who is not dealing with their own crap, which, again, doesn't it lends you to think there's something else going on. So it's not unexpected that the president decided to blame Trump or uh, some of these other, uh, Jean Karine Clouseau over the weekend was doing the same thing, and I guess some other pundits were doing the same thing. But when I, whenever I hear this administration or a Democrat blaming Donald Trump for anything, I know they're being shady. <laughs> I just sort of know. Don't you kind of know? You sort of know they're being shady. So what's really going on? There's a lot of there was a lot of rhetoric over the weekend also about this was a this bank was woke it's Silicon Valley they're all woke a lot of the uh, startup companies that uh, folks were investing in through this bank are some of these clean energy uh, companies that you know have a fairly dicey future for a number of reasons first off the technology is not anywhere close to being standard the infrastructure is nowhere close to being at a point where they can support these new technologies. Uh, and uh, to what extent did that play into this? I don't know. To what extent is the government's willingness to do what they have to do to uh, keep this uh, this bank rocking and rolling? A lot of people are, are saying, and Carl Eggers even mentioned this, that, well, it is a... This is Silicon Valley. This isn't Palestine, Ohio. Get the inference? If this were Trump uh, country, would you be seeing uh, the government doing what it's doing right now uh, for Silicon Valley Bank? I don't know. But it's a fair point. So I'm going to leave this up to you. And a lot of you listening to this show uh, probably are investors and uh, have some skin in the game in this sense. So if you want to call me up and give me your thoughts, I'd like to hear it. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Also, I guess the CEO of uh, Silicon Valley Bank is a black queer lesbian. Do you remember? The, I, you know, I, I had this thought. Do you remember the, the good old days when if you called somebody a black queer lesbian, they'd beat you up, you know? You remember that? You call anybody a queer for any reason and you're being offensive, right? 
But now, I'm a black queer lesbian, and don't you forget about it. You know, is she a they or a them, too? Do we know that? I get tired of that. I, I Well, I, I'm beyond the point of being tired and fed up with, with all that happy crap. So, I, I, I yeah, again, we'll see how the day goes. We'll see how people react. I, I don't, again, not being an expert in this sort of thing, I don't foresee anything crazy going on where you start seeing people jumping out of buildings and stuff. I don't think James and I will be selling pencils on the corner uh, uh, come next Monday. <laughs> pencils and apples. If we right. do, they will be the finest number twos available. The finest number twos. Once I had a solar panel company, now it's gone. Brother, can you spare $900? We'll see. So, your thoughts, 210-599-5555. This is Jamie Markley, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. 21 minutes after 9 on News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. Hi. Happy stinking Monday. Took one for the for the team last night and sat up and watched the Oscars till about 10.30. I actually have some thoughts. There's actually some newsworthiness. Uh, to last night's Oscars uh, that has been lacking in many of the award shows uh, in recent memory, which classically now have some of the lowest ratings these shows have ever had. But some interesting stuff happened yesterday. I want to talk to Pete, though, about the uh, Silicon Valley bank uh, thingy. Here's Pete. Pete, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, I'm coughing up a No, it's a fine. I'll blame that on the Trump administration. <laughs> what do you, what do you blame think? that on the Trump administration. There you go. Yeah, right. We're blaming everything on the three Trump administration. What do you think? Three years, three years into this, and they're blaming Donald Trump. Of uh, course, we're coming up for for twenty twenty four. Four years. Come on. How much more do we have to blame well, on Trump? Look, look, look. Obama did the same thing with Bush. Uh, it's tired, it's, it's, it's obnoxious, uh, it's political, uh, it's deeply hypocritical, and you're right, he's coming up on the last year of his term in office, hopefully the last year of his term in office, you know, and, uh, he's still blaming Trump, it's, it's pathetic, man. Well, you know, you're right about Obama, when I was there at the Deepwater, uh, Horizon oil spill response. He was blaming the whole thing on Bush. Oh, he was. I remember that. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'm sure it'll be racist, too, at some point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Angela yeah, Bassett yeah. and Silicon Valley Bank were both taken down by racism. I'm sure we'll hear about that at some point. Or rich white racism, guys like haters. Donald Trump. Right. So, anyway. Anti-LGBTQ people, you know. I, you know, I, I'm with Piers Morgan. I'm just going to start identifying as a black queer lesbian and uh, see if my life doesn't improve. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still going to just improve. Uh, identify as a, as a as a Texan. There you go. You know, That's the best identifier of them all. <laughs> all right, man. Yeah, I, I call me hater. There you go. I appreciate the call, brother. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I, I want. I'm going to wait and talk about the Oscars when we get back. Uh, again, some newsworthiness uh, about uh, the proceedings last night that I want to touch on. 
Uh, also, uh, I, I mentioned this to Trey, and it's so funny. We got a couple of minutes here, so I'll, I'll get into this. But I, I, I had mentioned, I've mentioned a few times on the air that you know we have two HEBs in my neighborhood. We got our neighborhood HEB, which is just down the street on New Gilbo Road. And I've, I'm very comfortable there. I sometimes go there in my jammies. It's, it's you know, you always see people you know, and we know all the cashiers, and that's our neighborhood HEB. <laughs> you may be too comfortable. Maybe. I, I Yeah, I did. I didn't wear, I was going commando over the weekend to our neighborhood <laughs> HEB. I don't, I always have a shopping cart, so you can't tell. And... <laughs> And, uh, but we, I needed my hummus and, uh, Don Morgan uh, is a vegetarian guy. So he probably understands the wonderfulness of hummus. And I, I like hummus with non bread because when I eat non bread, I want to, I want to dance like those Indian guys at the Oscars last night. I want to go Bollywood on you. Boy, they're weird, aren't they? I, uh, so I, I, uh, I, I was out of my hummus, my spicy chili, my sweet chili hummus, my boar's head. Sweet chili hummus, which is the best hummus I've ever tasted in my stinking life. And I was out. And so I convinced the old lady that we have to go buy the fancy H-E-B. And I've said a couple of times on the air. I can't believe you just referred to her as the old lady. She knows what I mean. Well, you know, she's my number. She's my hand attachment. She's my number one squeeze. She's my old lady. That's how I mean that. (laughs) Oh, I'll hear about it when I get home. Yeah. Uh, and I've said, you know, you go to the fancy H-E-B, they've got a jewelry store, you can get, you know, uh, you can get lunch meats and also a patio or a deck if you need one, you know, right. attach, you know, a, a home, you, you, you can do home renovations, you buy a wedding ring at this H-E-B, it's so stinking fancy, and I'm like, you go there and every female in that place is wearing black yoga pants. I don't know why. They're all the beautiful chicks from Holotus, and they go to that way, <laughs> they go to that H-E-B. In their in their yoga pants, okay. Right. It's a Caucasian HEB. I'm just saying that they have a cheese section, like a cheese section of fancy cheeses that all cost like a hundred bucks. You know what I mean? Like fancy cheeses for Cauca- Caucasians. I'm a white guy. We love cheese. I don't know why. You know, we love fancy cheese that smell like like butt. You know, and they're all there. They got a fancy cheese section. It's a fancy HEB. With miles of black yoga pants. Miles. All right? So that means the H-E-B stands for honkies exhibiting booty. That's exactly yeah, okay. what it is. You All can right. tell what their religion is when they walk down the aisle. <laughs> I mean, you just know, you know, the yoga pants as far as the eye can see. <laughs> you haven't heard that joke in 30 years, have you? <laughs> Robin Williams. <laughs> right, you know. <laughs> And uh, so a woman comes up, and I, God, I wish I could remember her name. She was so sweet. You know, I'm well-trained. When I'm at the, st- the supermarket or whatever the store, and my wife has to go pick, you know, I got to go to this aisle, Mr. Ry- Sean. I'll be right back. And I just stand there dutifully with the cart, and I don't move, man. I don't move. Right. And a woman comes up to me and says, may I ask your name, please? My good Sean. She goes, oh, I love your show. I listen every day. And she's wearing yoga pants, of course, and she leans in and she says to me, I just want you to know that I'm a conservative, okay, and not everybody who shops here are liberal women in yoga pants. It's not a secret. I'm a conservative in yoga pants. So thank you. And and that was and she keep up the good work. And so that was cool. Awesome. That was I love when I run into the listeners. Right. Especially when they're wearing yoga pants. But my so, question is this: what? Did they have your hummus? Yes, of course okay. they had my they had my hummus. 
They have fancy non-bread in, in plastic containers, so you don't get any crumbs on your fingers, I guess. By non-bread, do you mean crackers? No, Indian non-bread. Indi- crackers. <laughs> I know what you mean. Crackers? <laughs> I don't eat no damn crackers. No, Indian tortillas. Indian, that's what they are. They're Indian tortillas. Right. They're Hindu tortillas. I know what you mean. I was just I love non-bread. But non-bread, now they have... Because Americans, you know, we just need everything easy and simple, and they have, like, little round non-bread that comes in the plastic container, and they're all the right. same size, and like you can dip it in the hummus. So, I love that H-E-B. you got to give credit references before you go in there, though, and, and you know, they got to <laughs> do a financial uh, investigation so you, before they allow you into the beef section, the so meat you, section. you got a co-signer for your hummus? I had to, my wife had to sign for my hummus. <laughs> he doesn't pay for the hummus. In case I go Silicon weekend. Bank, Silicon Valley Bank on on my purchases. Sean Ryman, the only person in America had his hummus repoed. Listen, listen. There's no, there's no, no need to worry. Okay, if you bought hummus and and boar's head, ex- expensive boar's head hummus over the weekend with non bread. Okay, your investment's good. Your investment's good. Okay, not a joke, pal. Not a joke. The American taxpayer is not going to have to be paid. The for American your taxpayer is not going to have to pay for your hummus. Not a joke. Okay, Hunter eats the crap all day long. <laughs> Sometimes he snorts it. <laughs> he likes it with Goldschlager. <laughs> not a joke. My kid likes Goldschlager, cocaine, and hummus. All right, two one zero. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> 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 Jimmy, you suck. That's great, man. Rock on. Point Jimmy. All right, 210-599-5585. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA. All right, Newstalk 550 KTSA FM 1071. It's Sean. It's Monday We'll, uh, we'll 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 keep an eye out on the on the banking situation, and uh, uh, you know, again, hopefully, it's not uh, a bad weird day. Um, the other thing we're waiting on, and I I, I know a lot of you, this is not a, a huge story, but I I I'm just waiting to see how long it takes for folks to start screaming and yelling that Angela Bassett lost the best or the uh, 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 best supporting actor for a female to uh, Jamie Lee Curtis because of racism. I, I know it's coming, man. I took one for the team last night and watched the Oscars. I actually, you know, in all honesty, I was actually uh, kind of curious because I, I have, it, this year's a little different. I actually have seen a couple of the movies that were up for awards. Uh, I also uh, was kind of uh, curious to see what happened the short round if he was going to get an Oscar or not, you know. And 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 Brendan Fraser, I haven't even seen the damn whale yet, but I, they're just great comeback stories, you know. And everybody likes a good comeback story. So, I, and plus, you know, frankly, I was kind of curious to see how they handled the Will Smith thing. Um, going into it, I you know, I mean, had I been the guy running the the Oscars, my edict would have been don't mention it, don't talk about it, forget about it, move on. But Jimmy Kimmel, who is a douche, uh, you know, uh, had some fun with Will Smith, and Jimmy Kimmel is one of the most unimpressive human beings on TV. I, I, I don't. I don't get the Kimmel thing. He hasn't been interesting since the man show. He really hasn't. So, you know, 
And he made a couple of cracks about Tucker Carlson and January 6th, but they were very quick, and and frankly, nobody laughed. Um, Beyond that, in general, uh, it was very obvious that with the Oscars this year, they were trying very hard to be as safe as possible. There was very little politics. Uh, Apart from Kimmel, there was really no official politicking from the Oscars. You had a couple of folks who won uh oscars who who made some comments but it was real low there was really it was really light on the politics this year which i thought was cool maybe they're finally getting the message uh but you know the the angela bassett thing um i i saw the movie this was the top winner there are two big winners last night one was uh all quiet on the western front a German production, which I really want to see. I, I love that novel, and I, I love that story, and uh, I want to see this movie. I haven't watched it yet, but I have seen the movie with Michelle Yeoh, and 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 I call him Short Round. That's so bad. Kei Kwan, uh, who was also an Encino man with Brendan Fraser a hundred years ago, uh, as it as it is, as it were. Um, and, and it, I tell you what, uh, the movie, uh, everything everywhere all at once is an incredible flick. I mean, it, it, as far as an actor's piece, you know, Michelle Yao and, uh, and Quan and, and, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, it was an interdimensional story. And so they literally, God, I just can't believe I said that word. I literally can't believe I just said literally, I hate it when people say that. Um, there's a lot of acting. I mean, you got to play in this movie. You had to play about 19 different versions of yourself. And so as an actor, it was quite the project. I also saw Wakanda forever. That movie sucked. It was boring. I don't remember a single freaking scene from that movie. It was so dull. Uh, Angela Bassett has done many other roles that were much better than what she did in that movie. All she really kind of did was walk around acting noble. It, it wasn't, you know what I mean? There was no real great acting stretches there, you know, not like in everything, everywhere, all at once. Jamie Lee Curtis was amazing in that movie. And she, she deserved the Oscar. I mean, if you give a crap about that sort of thing, Jamie Lee Curtis... It was a real tour de force, to uh, tour de farce for for her to uh, uh, play that character. So I thought she deserved the Oscar, but I'm sure it's because of racism. You know, it always is. You know, you, right? Right? You know, right. I mean, uh, Wakanda that movie sucked, man. And I, I guess if I say it sucked, does that mean I'm a racist? You know, it just wasn't a very good movie. They tried so hard to create a well, nine hour memorial to Chadwick yeah. Boseman and when they should have just made a great Black Panther movie. Without him it doesn't work. It really did. And it didn't work at all. No, you saw it, didn't you? Yeah. It, as it, much as I could handle. It was it was like a Black Panther movie without the Black Panther. It yeah, just was it, like it, okay. It didn't make any sense. This is like, like this is like Aftermath without Alan Alda. They you took know? the scenes that he was not in and just kind of cobbled yeah. something together. That's kind of what it felt like at times. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. Her performance didn't really stand out in any measurable way. She didn't applaud for Jamie Lee Curtis. She didn't. No, that was another story. Hey, uh, and, and it was kind of cool that not that I hang a lot of credence on any of this, but it was cool that she won. She's been at it for a long, long time. She has, and I. She didn't get. Poli- she also didn't get political. I mean, she said, 
she do- devoted or uh, uh, dedicated the Oscar to Tony Curtis and Janet Lee, her parents, who she said right. never won an Oscar. Yeah. And it was it really it was a great moment. There were other great moments when Brendan Fraser won, when Quan won. It was it was great right. because these are underdogs, you know. Wouldn't it have been cool if Brendan Fraser had gone up and slapped Jimmy Kimmel though? I I wanted somebody <laughs> to slap him because he needed to be slapped because yeah. he's a douche. Anyway, you know, so it was, you know, I, I'm sure it was because of racism that Angela ba- Angela Bassett didn't get it. I I thought the highlight of the whole evening. Honestly, it was Lady Gaga. I heard about that. Yeah, it, you know everybody was Rihanna, Rihanna, Rihanna. I I'm sorry, I don't get the whole Rihanna thing. I I mean I I'm not really I I've never listened to her music until recently, and I'm not really understanding what the big deal about her is. But Lady Gaga was in full Oscar mode. She had the gown, she had the makeup, she had everything, and she apparently was up for an Oscar for the song from Maverick, which I also haven't seen. But she perform that song and when she comes out no gown she's wearing a t-shirt and jeans no makeup which in that situation in that town Mm -hmm. is like a mortal sin comes out with no makeup just a basic must be her band just the dude and drums bass guitar and knocked it out of the park i mean it was just an amazing performance i mean god she can sing I got to look that up and watch it. And again, no makeup, no gown. And I thought that was a real interesting statement on the Oscars and Hollywood in general. In that people will spend or they'll be gifted these gowns that would cost me like three years to earn the money to buy. You know what I mean? And it's all, they spend all day in makeup and crap. I've been out to L.A. It's all about appearances. It really is. And so I thought that was really interesting that she did that. Well, you know, what have we been saying about her for, for years? You know, that whenever she comes out and does something bizarre and wears something over the top, we're always like, she doesn't need to do that. And last night and she last proved night it. She proved it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like not even any makeup. Yeah. But she, she doesn't need any of that. She doesn't need makeup. She's, she's so a beautiful talented. woman. Yeah, and she's so talented yeah. that she can just come out and do that in jeans and a T-shirt and no makeup, and everybody's talking about her performance yeah. the next day. It really took my breath away, and I, yeah. I've become a fan of hers over the years because she really is talented and yeah. a great artist. She is. And I thought that was a really interesting twist. Mm-hmm. That only appeared to have the point of doing it. There, you know, it was just like, hey, I can come out with no makeup and yeah. and, and yeah. sing my song. And as opposed to some of uh, you know other performers we've seen over the years who keep pushing and keep pushing and keep <laughs> yeah. pushing, like you know, we, we keep talking about Madonna. Well, she doesn't get human more, anymore. More and more bizarre <laughs> yes. as time goes on. You know, she kind of reeled it back. Yeah, it was great. And, and didn't say, here I am. I don't need any of that. That was my favorite part of the whole yeah. show. I really thought that no, was a I, great part. Me too. I love her. She's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Excellent. I got to take a break and talk some more. I, I got to get to Hugh Grant when we get back. <laughs> that silly scrotum, Hugh Grant. That's coming up. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The latest news, traffic, and weather are minutes away at the top of the hour. As you will learn next, that is what's happening on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man, News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Sean, hi. Went a little long there talking about the Oscars. Let me just deal with the Hugh Grant story real quick. Um... One of the most insipid things you can do and something that will certainly lower your intelligence quotient is to watch the pre 
coverage of the Oscars when they're talking about the fashion and the gonge. Oh, my God. It's so annoying. It's it's insipid. And add Ashley Graham out there uh, interviewing people. And, you know, just because a, a chick is hot and has large breasts, you know, and is uh, a little taller than the national or the uh, than the Statue of Liberty, you can't just put a microphone in her, in her hand and expect her to become a professional interviewer overnight. But that's what they did. They got Ashley Graham out there interviewing some of the stars as they're showing up. Hugh Grant, who's an old fart at this point, shows up, and he, he, she's interviewing him. And the big story is that he was kind of a jerk. He didn't really answer. And she asked him, uh, you know, who are you wearing? You know, he's like, oh, I, don't, I don't know, something my tailor gave me. I mean, he's like, he's not answering the question. He was in the new Knives Out movie, Glass Onion, with Daniel Craig. And she's like, she's asking, she, I mean, in all fairness, she's asking some pretty dumbass questions. So did you have fun shooting that movie? Did you have fun? And he's like, I was only in it for five minutes. You know, he's like, so, no, I don't remember if I had fun at all. I mean, he's really just kind of like, you can tell, like, the, she's really getting on his nerves, and she's having a hard time getting through the interview. So it was awkward, yes. Hugh, you're a movie star. You're at the Oscars. People are going to ask you stupid questions, baby. It's just, you know, you, you've been here before, man. But I'm sorry. All was forgiven when Hugh Grant gets up there with Andy McDowell, who looks fantastic, by the way. Ladies, let the gray go. It's great. We love gray. <laughs> it's sexy. But Hugh Grant mentioned how great Andy McDowell looked, and he said, well, me, I, I just sort of look like a scrotum. <laughs> Once Hugh Grant called himself a scrotum, okay, last night, I was like, you know what, the Ashley Graham thing is all forgotten. You're cool, dude. You're still Hugh Grant. You just referred to yourself as a scrotum on Nash. You know what I mean? In that, Getting up at that moment in front of that many people and sit and describing yourself that, that way, and you could tell it was totally unscripted. I was like, that's cool, man. <laughs> you're, you're cool. And, and frankly, Hugh, you do sort of look like a scrotum. You're, you're taking on scrotum-like qualities. So that was the other big story out of the Oscars. Uh, again... They played it real safe last night, and which maybe is a good thing. I, I haven't seen. I've been looking to see if there's any numbers on this thing as far as audience. I, I, I imagine it was pretty, a pretty low. Actually, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if the turnout for the or the the viewership of the Oscars was a little higher last night because of the slap from Will Smith. We'll see. We'll be right back. New Stock Five Fifty KTSA. Sean Rima, nine till eleven. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, and we're back. News Talk 550, uh, News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I just had a brain fart. It is Monday. Uh, FM 1071. The phone lines are open 210-599-5555. Uh, again, keeping our keeping our keeping our collective eyes out. Eyes and ears open uh, for uh, whatever happens uh, with uh, the banking, uh, financial industry, uh, industry and institutions of this country today as we make our way through the wake of the failure of uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, the president uh, assures us that uh, while the investors are screwed, uh, the depositors insurance fund will handle everybody else. 
Uh, we also had Signature Bank out of New York uh, go blanks up uh, uh, yesterday. So I, I, I don't want to. I'm loath to say a whole lot about it because again, I'm not an expert in this stuff, and uh, I, I do know that a lot of it is based on emotion and psychology and trust and things of that nature. So we'll just see what happens. See what happens. Uh, I, I do, I do know though that blaming Donald Trump probably isn't the way to go. It's kind of pathetic and tired at this point. Um, I do want to talk about, though, I I have another, uh, this is a smaller story, but it's kind of interesting. Um, We have a young man, he's a Canadian dude, his name is Josh Alexander. And uh, at one point he attended something called Canadian Canadian Catholic High School in Ontario. That sounds like a fun group, doesn't it? The Canadian Catholic High School. And uh, he says that he was arrested (laughs) and charged with a crime after he tried to attend classes uh, apparently last month. Um, It's Canada, right? So they're, even though it's a Catholic high school, they're struggling with bathroom and gender stuff. And young Josh Alexander, uh, who I'm assuming is a Catholic and a Christian, was having issues with that and apparently had vocalized at some point his belief that God created only two genders. Said he was, he told this to Tucker Carlson on Friday that uh, female students complained to me that they were concerned because males were using their washrooms. This turned into a debate at the school. I stated my opinion on it, and I used scripture to back it up. He says, they removed me from the building for the remainder of the year, and when I attempted to attend class, I was arrested and charged. Uh, wow. Um... His, there's an, an attorney was on the show also, Attorney James Kitchen, who said the, quote, limited legal recourse available uh, in regards to this young man's free speech rights are kind of diluted because their constitution isn't our constitution. Quote, there seems to be culturally and legally much less respect for individual rights and freedoms and much more interest in government having the power to do what it wants, he said on Tucker Carlson on Friday. There is a legal recourse to the Ontario Human Rights Commission in this case, blah, blah, stinking blah. Point being, a young man who obviously is a Christian was removed from a Christian school for espousing Christian beliefs. (laughs) It's kind of where we are. That's Canada. And you're seeing a lot of this kind of thing going on in Europe as well, especially in the U.K., where you you really got to watch what you say. You could be charged with a freaking hate crime. Uh, If you dare uh, to uh, vocalize the belief that there are only two biological genders. I don't know how many there are at this point, according to the left. You know, there's like... I don't know, is, is it 71, 72 different genders, right? Was Trey, did Trey say that earlier? 72 different dr- genders is what they're claiming at this point, which is a load of bull crap. It just sort of is. <laughs> it's just not biological reality. It simply is not. 
And so Canada and Europe, especially the UK, are starting to make the opposing view, which is the biological review uh, 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 opinion, and certainly is the truth of it, uh, is largely being considered a hate crime around the world, and baby, that stuff is coming here. <laughs> We're not immune to it. You know, people right now, are they get freaking canceled, professionally canceled. You know, if, if uh, they uh, dare to speak some truth that is uh, alternate to whatever the leftist radical agenda is right now, and gender is a big part of it, but you don't get freaking arrested. But you know what? That's, that, that day is coming, baby. That day is coming. And again, how pathetic and weird is it? It's why I don't live in Canada, apart from the fact that Canada is really boring and Canadians tend to be really, really boring. That's why the interesting ones move here, like William Shatner. <laughs> but I don't know. If you really want to be bored snotless, go hang out with some Canadians up north. I'm just saying. And uh, uh, a, a Christian student removed from a Christian school and charged with a crime for espousing Christian beliefs. Again, not a huge story, not an earth-shattering story, but you know, if you if you if you believe that there aren't people in this country who certainly want to make that gender crap a, a chargeable crime, you're out of your mind. You're not. You're really not paying attention. Uh, I'm also kind of looking at this big bum rush of the uh, of the border, the the bridge uh, from Mexico into El Paso. Again, getting bum rushed by about a, a thousand migrants, most of which I'm hearing are are reading are Venezuelan. And for some bizarre reason, they thought Sunday was it yesterday? Sunday was the day to uh, rush this bridge. And there's, if you see the video, there's lots of little kids there too. And, uh, well, you know, that's par for the course, right? I mean, they're just doing in one fell swoop what migrants are doing uh, every single day in this country. We, we've got millions of illegal aliens here. And you know what I want? You know what I want more than anything else right now, apart from a, a secure border, once again, someday, left under the Christmas tree for me and for us? I, I, I'm sick of them being called migrants. They're illegal aliens. They're illegals. Okay, we we it, it, there are there are words and terms that are introduced in our culture right now that are frankly are just false, and they're 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 a bad usage of these words. But when they're used enough, they become a matter of course in this country, and it is now a matter of course that we call them migrants. They're migrating like geese. <laughs> they're just migrating here. The left introduced the word migrant a few years ago when Biden first took over because it sounds better than saying someone's here illegally, right? Uh, and the, the, the word was so prevalent that it's become standard usage now that they're just simple, humble migrants. But they're not. They're coming in illegally. They're breaking the freaking law. When is Biden and he's scheduled to give a big immigration speech? at some point, and reveal uh, his great new immigration policy. Uh, 
which would grant amnesty to many, if not most, if not all, of the folks who are here illegally. But, you know, if if you're going to insult my intelligence by destroying the southern border, allowing people to die every single freaking day from fentanyl and violence and cartel trafficking and all this stuff, but you're going to look at me square in the eye and say the border is secure, if you're going to do that, at least call them freaking illegal immigrants. Migrants. Ugh. It's Monday, and I hate everything. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Give me a call. Yeah, a thousand illegals uh, trying to bust into this country uh, over the weekend. And uh, uh, there's no end in sight right now uh, for this border uh, madness. Uh, what are you thinking? 210, you know, do we militarize the border when we get some Republican leadership in the Oval Office? You know what? I think at that point we're not going to have a freaking choice. There's not going to be any other way to stem the tide than to start with drone strikes on the cartels and to put military uh, on the border. 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. We'll be right back at Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. The Sean Rima Show. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, and we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. You got any thoughts about anything I'm talking about? Give us a ring. 210-599-5555. Um, I know I'm gushing about Gaga today, but, you know, there was another moment that happened last night during the Oscars that I thought was interesting as, you know, again, just in regards to some of the crap that we talk about on a daily basis. Lady Gaga is walking in. They First off, they got rid of the red carpet. I'm not sure why. They, they had a champagne. For the first time in the Oscars history last night, they had a champagne carpet. I don't, is the red carpet racist at this point, you know? Is the red carpet upsetting people so they had this change? This is how, you know, things operate in in freaking California, especially in L.A., right? The red carpet is triggering people. We need a champagne. We need need a different color. So whatever. So they're all walking in. Lady Gaga's walking in. And one of the photographers behind her stumbles and falls. She immediately turns and runs back to the guy to try to help him stand up and ask him if he's okay. Why is that significant? You know, I something I've learned, you know, just uh, through experience in my, you know, this stage of life, is that there are watchers and doers. You know what I mean by watchers and doers? We have a lot, we're a culture of watchers right now, and that when stump, something goes on, like, you know, we, we've all seen the videos of somebody getting the snot beat out of them, and everybody else is just kind of holding up their phones and recording it. Nobody intervenes. We had a video uh, about a week ago, uh, I think it was a week ago, of a homeless guy sitting on a curb, I think in New York, or was it California? I don't remember now. Does it matter? And a guy is standing behind the dude, and he takes out a gun and, you know, readies the weapon uh, and takes his time doing it and then points it at the back of the dude's head, pulls the trigger, guy's dead. There was a guy recording it who didn't think to intervene in any way, shape, or form. 
We're a nation of rubberneckers, okay? Somebody's in trouble or something is happening. What do, what, what do the majority of people do? Nothing. Sit and record it on their phone so they can be the first to get it on social media. Nobody ever intervenes to help anybody anymore. And so even though it was a small thing and they're all stinking rich people and famous people, in that one moment, you know, that's kind of who you are. In that one moment when you can either help somebody or not, it really kind of says something about who you are. And I I just thought it was really interesting. Uh, There's probably a a whole lot of people around Lady Gaga at that moment that if a photographer falls over and face plants, they don't give a crap. (laughs) <laughs> you know, but Lady Gaga turns and helps the dude up. I thought that was really, really cool. So, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I, I, you know, I. The other thing that I, I picked up on last night, and we'll talk about some other things. Uh, when we get back, we have this federal judge who was a Trump appointee, who was shouted down at Stanford University uh, after being being invited there by the Federalist Society. Uh, we, we, uh, again, have, uh, have this business with the banking industry or the banking system and, and, and Silicon Valley bank. And, you know, everybody's kind of on pins and needles as far as what's going to happen today. Uh, but I, you know, I did watch the Oscars and, and one thing that always, I always come back to when I watch stuff like that, I'm so freaking glad I'm not out in LA. (laughs) I just, man. I was out there for about nine months, and had I gotten that gig, I'd probably be really, really wealthy right now. <laughs> but, man, those people are weird. It, it, there is just one dimension out there, and that's it, baby. It's all surface level out there, man. Freak Show Central. I, 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 was, I remember I, when I was up for that gig, and I was doing a, a weekly weekend gig for about nine months. And I was being considered for, uh, I think, the 7 to 10, 10 to 1 slot, I think. I can't remember now. It's all a blur. But I, you know, I had, it's the first time I've actually spent a significant amount of time in California over my life. It, prior to uh, roughly around, I think it was 2006, 2007, when all that stuff happened with L.A., I'd spent very little time in California. I think I'd been out there for two weeks once when I was 16. Just hadn't spent a lot of time out there. And so suddenly I'm hanging out in California. I'm in L.A. I'm in Burbank. I'm in Burbank where all this stuff happens. Studio City, so to speak. And I cannot tell you how many conversations I overheard while hanging out in California that were some of the most insipid, one-dimensional, shallow-ass stuff I had ever heard people talking about. It's all true. In other words, they really are that freaking shallow out there. There is no depth whatsoever. There's a lot of great creative, uh, creative creativity in artists, and you know I love good art. You know me, I'm artsy fartsy, you know. But the the lion's share, the vast majority of the people that make up that industry are complete, just one dimensional weirdos. <laughs> Did you watch uh, Entourage? I you know I've seen actually when I was out in L.A. I watched a couple of, of that a couple of episodes of that. They pulled the in curtain, my hotel yeah, room. They pulled the curtain back on that. Did show. they? Oh, they showed exactly what you just described. These are seriously some of the most vacuous people you will ever encounter. 
I, I don't like New York any better, but you can at least converse with people in New York about various issues. You know what I'm saying? New York is a very literate place. I mean, by and large, even even the dumbasses in New York uh, are, are 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 a little bit more literate, <laughs> intelligent than your asses. average, <laughs> you know, fame seeking weirdo in freaking L.A. County, man. I am so glad. Every time I went out there, I hated it more. And I remember at the time, everybody was like, "Oh, this is great. This is the brass ring. This is your moment. This is your moment, man." You're going to be in L.A. And like, I'd come home, my God, I hate that place. Ugh. And that was on full display. That was all that was on full display last night. It always is. I mean, you got you got some when you got when you got somebody from the E channel. OK, that's got a 60 foot train on her freaking gown. You know, interviewing celebrities. Chick had about nine Oompa Loompas, you know, actually holding up her train so she could walk across the room, man. These are some vacuous people. And you know what? You want to hear something else? A lot of them are coming here. They're coming here because they can't afford to live there anymore. I think we should build a wall around Texas. I don't know how I am on the whole secession thing. You know, I don't know. I guess we sort of need the American military. I think we we could come up with our own military in Texas. And I think we'd be really badass. I've often said, you know, if we did break away, I'd be cool. I'd still stay here. All right? I think, really, what I think we should do is just build a freaking wall, though. You know, I think there ought to be a moratorium on people coming in from California. Build a wall, and then we'll build a smaller wall around Austin. Okay? In fact, let's build a wall around Austin, and we'll dig a tunnel. Okay, a tunnel from Austin to the outside world. So the people in Austin can, you know, after South by So What, they can get in their you know, electric vehicles, and they can get into the tunnel and, and go to whatever, wherever else they want to go in the country, but they can't set foot any other place in Texas. So build a wall. Build a wall to keep the Californians out. You know why? Because they're all freaking nuts, man, and dumb as a fence post. They all smell pretty, though. Did you see the other one more thing? They're gift bags for the people who are nominated, okay, they they've gone down in price to to accommodate for the crummy economy and inflation. They used to be around two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a gift a gift bag for these people. Damn. Now they're only about a hundred grand. Oh, those poor <laughs> the gift people. bag they get just freaking showing up, man. Nah. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Anywhere, Anywhere, anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I was talking about how much California sucks. Here's uh, John. <laughs> John. And we got to play the Jane Fonda audio, too. Uh, John, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Another day in showbiz, brother. What are you thinking? Hey, so in regards to these uh, parasites coming in from California, <laughs> um, you know, not only are they bringing their uh, extreme liberal ways and their politics, but they're also bringing their crime. So mm. You see all this uptick and this mass volume of crime moving up in all the city, especially San Antonio. Mm. And I'm wondering if the San Antonio police are tracking that. 
tracking out-of-staters committing, you mean people who are newbies here yeah. in California and, and committing crime? I, 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 I doubt it. I mean, I don't know how you would even begin to track that. Good uh, reason of, uh, of the massive uptick, because they're all trying to figure out what's happening. Well, we got a big onslaught of people shifting in from California over the years. Hmm. I, I think there should have been a moratorium after Don Morgan and I got here. You know what I mean? Like I think I, I think Don and I should have been the last people allowed into into Texas because he got here about a year after I did, or took a couple of years. I, I think we should have been it. You know what I mean? Like we're we're not we're not Absolutely. taking any more uh, any more Yankees or California hippies in here. That's it. brother. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call, John. 210-599-5555. Another story I was kind of following over the weekend out of Stanford University, Stanford Law School, is you had a federal judge, Trump appointee, Judge Kyle Duncan. Uh, And uh, he was invited by the Federalist Society on campus to speak and come out and talk about stuff. And uh, I, I'm assuming uh, that because he's a Trump appointee that, you know, students, professors, and administrators were whipping each other up into a froth. How dare we let this Nazi bigot come to our campus? And if you you've seen the video, it, it's a, this has been happening for a number of years now. Uh, dude is invited to come to campus and speak, and it, there's a, a bit of a sea change here. Normally, it's the idiot students who I'm assuming want to be lawyers, but for some bizarre reason, they're not interested in the life experiences and professional experiences of a federal judge. And of course, they shouted him down and heckled him. Because that's what civilized grown-ups do. And even, I mean, it got so bad, if you saw the video, to where he's actually at. Can we get an administrator in here to kind of, I was invited to speak, I want to speak. And so there was uh, uh, somebody, a dean of something. Uh, Oh, yeah, the, the, uh, let's see, uh, I, I forget who she was, but she stands up. And she starts berating him as well and calling him a racist. So members of the staff, administrators and deans who were on hand for this speech were engaging in the very same behavior that the, the, the punkish students were calling him a racist. They, 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 they provided no evidence as to how the dude is a racist, but Trump appointed him, so certainly he must be a freaking racist. The school has since apologized to him. Uh, you know, again, this is something that's been going on for a while. If if you're a liberal puke, I'm sorry, that's insulting. If you're a freaking moronic Democrat, can you help me understand something? Why are you guys incapable of having a conversation with somebody who does not agree with you? What are you so freaking afraid of that you can't even allow people who don't agree with you to speak? Could it be that you know deep deep down inside your silly little souls that you're full of crap? And when people with opposing opinions speak out loud, uh, what may come to light is your absolute full of crapness? 
And so your only recourse is to shout people down, insult them, stop them from speaking. If that's you, understand it doesn't exactly speak well or or provide much confidence in your opinion and your side of things when you cannot handle to even hear somebody else say something opposing. It's 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 a trend with you guys at this point. I think we can all agree on that. This is why we have people being arrested in Canada for voicing a Christian Catholic opinion opinion at a Christian Catholic high school. This is why professors who dare to you know espouse the opinion that there's only two genders uh, tend to be fired or run off campus. I mean, it's it's almost tired in and of itself to say this, but if you're so freaking assured of your opinion on stuff, and this is general, this is a general truth in life, if you believe in what you believe in absolutely or you feel pretty good about it, there's absolutely no reason to shut anybody else down or silence them or scream your brains out until they leave. But again... This is also why Democrats tend to have to cheat elections. (laughs) Because nobody's buying what they're selling. And I'm hoping, I mean, uh, and I I see this revival stuff going on on the campuses. My buddy, Pastor Wayne Hansen, who was here a few months ago, uh, is is back in town. He's doing some gigs at South By. Uh, He's a great songwriter, but he is a pastor, and uh, he's a young guy, and he's uh, kind of really picking up on this revival thing. So we're going to have him in here on uh, Friday for St. Paddy's Day. (laughs) I don't know if he's Irish. I'm not either, but I think he's Swedish, and I'm Norwegian, so we might get into it over that stuff. But he's going to come out. I'm increasingly hopeful that not only the Christian revival – But what I'm starting to observe is just, you know, a complete lack of appetite for this woke crap at this point. I'm hoping that this uh, is a light in the tunnel, uh, if you will, for the future of America. 210-599-5555. Beware yoga pants politics. 210-599. Oh, I watched that this week. I got to talk about that. What were you saying? I don't know. We're we're done with commercials till. Into the show, I don't know. I don't we know are. How. Yeah, I just looked. I don't know how. Are you serious? Yes, I'm. I'm as perplexed <laughs> as you are. Are you serious? There's no commercials. No. And the next thing up is uh, your clothes song, "Hip Hugger." That's interesting. It is. I, I'm double checking. I'm like, how did, did we hit an extra break somewhere? I don't know. I haven't done anything different. This has never happened. Wow. Well. Okay. So you want to <laughs> talk, keep talking, Jane Fonda? Well, let me see here. Let me uh, let me put out the phone numbers. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Do you are you starting to feel better about stuff as you see more people reacting negatively to this woke crap? Uh, as you see more uh, revival services, if you will, going on uh, on the on the campuses of this country, do you feel like? Maybe the tide is turning. 210-599-5555. Here's Stanley. Stanley, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. What do you think? Hey, well, you're talking about selective outrage. Uh, I saw this on, what's that guy's name? Uh, Pat Gray Unleashed, Mm -hmm. one of his uh, co-hosts on the YouTube channel. 
showed a clip of Angela Davis. She was on that PBS show that does your ancestry. Okay. So far, I have and no idea who any of these people are. <laughs> Angela Davis? I, I don't, uh, no, I'm not familiar with her, honestly. She's the, uh, you know, the professor that used to be a... Uh, Back in the '60s and '70s, like a pro Black Panther, no, oh. uh, right, activist. Okay. Well, uh, she's light complected, and uh, the results they gave her, she really blew her top. She said the uh, results were on her dad's side that she had ancestors from the Mayflower, and she, you know, she kind of reserved so she, herself. Okay, she, uh, so she's a former activist, Black Panther chick who who got one of these ancestry uh, things done so she could see who she's related to and all that stuff. And what she's got, what are you saying? She's got honkies in her family tree or what? Well, she didn't want to believe it. She was, you know, you got it wrong. You uh, you don't know what you're talking about. And the host was no, there. No, okay. did right. your thing. It was that PBS show that does your ancestry. Wow. I got you. Okay. Well, I mean, in general, though, I mean, what do you, what do you think about where, where America is right now? <laughs> Well, in general, um, I don't know. Definitely, things have to change, and I don't. They like you said they they want to believe the science on one thing, and other topics they don't want to. I don't know if it's they're just. Uh, I think they're afraid. I got to run. I think they're afraid of uh, of the fact that uh, they they don't they're 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 nervous about they're full of crapness coming into the light fully. Uh, I guess we do have commercials, so now we got to take a break. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. The news that's hot. Connect residents to information. Stay tuned for updates. Minutes away at the top on News Talk 550 ATSA and FM 1071. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Taking your calls, whatever's on your brain on the Monday. Biggest story, obviously, is uh, Silicon Valley Bank from Friday. There's uh, uh, a run on the bank of pe- people pulling their money out. Joe Biden assures us that this uh, this depositor insurance fund is going to, you know, save the day for folks who are not uh, risk takers, who are not investors with this particular bank, and who just have money there. Uh, I believe I, I read last night 90% of the accounts in this particular bank in Silicon Valley are uh, well beyond the threshold of insurance at $250,000, but this fund that Joe Biden brought up is going to handle it, and taxpayer dollars will not be used. Uh, I They're no longer showing uh, where the Dow Jones is on, on Fox. I was kind of watching that, but it was you know, down a little when he started speaking earlier uh, around 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. actually, 9 a.m. or 8 a.m., our, our time, 9 a.m., their time. And, and then it was kind of back and forth, back and forth. Again, not a financial expert, so... Uh, we'll we'll watch how the day goes, and then obviously uh, uh, we'll be able to talk about it a little more, a little bit more tomorrow. A um, couple of things on the way out the door here. Uh, there's a some pictures going around. One of the things also from the Oscars last night that a lot of people picked up on. Is that not, again, it's the freaking Oscars, so you know this is only so important, right? But there was a woman there in the in the in the audience, and maybe this is actually kind of indicative or 
revealing of, of where we are culturally and socially right now in, in America. But there's a woman, and a lot of people uh, noticed her, there's a woman sitting in the audience. It's the Oscars. So it, by virtue of the fact that you're freaking there, okay, it's a pretty big deal. And there's one woman who's in the audience, and she has this massive dress. She has this dress that goes up the back. It's got like a, a collar on it that's about three feet freaking tall. I'm, I'm exaggerating slightly, but I remember watching, I was watching last night with my wife. I'm like, anybody sitting behind that chick can't see, man. <laughs> and you know what? She doesn't care. She don't care, man. It's and it, the, now it's a meme going around. Dude just posted this on Facebook with a picture of her of this woman who was completely unconcerned that she's blocking about you know twenty people's view with her stinking dress or whatever the hell that is. Dude posted. Imagine the thrill of finally going to the Oscars and being seated by one of the most in. <laughs> Been being seated behind one of the most inconsiderate people on the planet, man. But that's America in the year 2023. We are all becoming extremely inconsiderate. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Uh, beyond that, I, I do think it's funny that uh, the fact that I've been bringing up Yoga pants wearing uh, at the fancy schmancy HEB at 1604 in Bandera is apparently having an impact. Well, you know, it's like I tell my wife, James and Don, I'm an influencer. You know, I, 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 I just really underestimate my global reach as far as my cultural influence. <laughs> global. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just now, I'm going to keep talking about the yoga pants at the fancy HEB at 1604 in Bandera, and I'm going to stop by once a weekend to see if, like, the yoga pants quotient goes down. Oh, so it's a sociological study. I, it's a sociological study. I you have no real goal I, in all that. No, I, I just want to see if, like, people stop, women stop wearing yoga pants quite so. And a few dudes. I saw a few effeminate dudes in there on uh, on Saturday that, uh, and I, I, I'm not being a jerk by saying effeminate. effeminate. There, there was one guy who was very obviously confused about his gender. But they obviously work wearing out. Wearing yoga pants. So huh? but, but they work out. What's that? They the, work out? The, the guys. They're, they're, they they're, exercise, so they yeah, look all right in yoga that's pants. That's what I'm thinking. I think it was Jalen, but I'm not sure. Oh, come on. Uh, I'm Councilman Jalen, to be official. I think you're on the wrong side of town. Well, I'm just, it's it's funny because it's a thing now that I've been talking about the yoga pants wearing at that right. particular HEB. Yeah. You don't see yoga pants on my HEB. You see underwear, you see jammies. Mm-hmm. And that's just you. You see fishnets on occasion. <laughs> Saw a chicken in there with fishnets the other day, and it wasn't my wife. And uh, But you go to that fancy H-E-B in the yoga pants. There's yoga pants as far as the eye can see. Right. And I just want to see if I'm having, what is my impact on the radio every day for two hours when I run my mouth? You know, am I actually making it a better world? And so I want to see if I'm making at least making it a better world at the HEB, the, the and question, people start diversifying their their choices. The question their I have: choices. Do you want to see more or less of the yoga pants? I don't care either way. I'm not a narcissist, but it's all about me, and I just want to know if I'm <laughs> if I'm having an impact on what people choose to wear to that HEB, okay. and I'll be able to notice fairly quickly. Right. 
So if all of a sudden you walk in there and the majority of the customers appear to be homeless, then you I'm, know. No, I'm saying if I walk in there and all of a sudden all the chicks are wearing parachute pants, then I kind of know that I've had <laughs> You've got some kind. Like I got under their skin. You know you what I mean? an 80s time machine all of a sudden. I wouldn't mind parachute pants. Those were nice pants. Back that guy in the radio thinks I'm going to wear yoga pants, but I'm not. I'm going to wear parachute pants today. Yeah. Some white chicks. I'm going to wear some overalls <laughs> just to teach him a lesson. I'm telling you. I'm going to make overalls popular again. I'm not wearing them today because, well, I need what? to wash them. you got to wear something. <coughs> Actually, I'm wearing yoga pants. I, uh, I, <laughs> we, we didn't go anywhere yesterday, and so I, I switched over to my comfy, sw- stretchy pants, and I'm still wearing them oh, from last go. night. How's that make you feel? That's Thank, <laughs> thanks to uh, James, Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. <laughs>